Hi friends, it's Laura. Before we get to today's episode of Shelter in Place, I want to share with you a podcast I found recently that I think you'll like. Transmission Times tells the story of COVID-19 through audio diaries from people all over the world so that we can share our voices and experiences, even from isolation. It's a beautifully executed collage of what our world is experiencing right now. And it's made me feel less isolated and more connected during this time of sheltering in place. Here's a little taste of it now. This is the Transmission Times, radio diaries during COVID-19. Lost my first friend, Dale, to the virus. He could lose his roommate situation and then have no place to live. I'm not sure if I'm going to be able to look at the doorknob the same way I did before. The lives that are going to be lost, people in other countries. Nature will go on and will go on. We're a part of nature. But I think inevitably I will get it. I work in the hospital. My children just bring me right back to the present moment. You can listen to the Transmission Times wherever you get your podcasts. I hope you'll give Transmission Times a listen. Now on to the show. Welcome to Shelter in Place, a podcast about finding daily sanity in a world that feels increasingly insane. Coming to you from Oakland, California, I'm Laura Joyce Davis. Last night, as we met with some friends over Zoom, my friend Quinn asked me how I was doing in the wake of my husband Nate losing his job last week, just hours after we decided to pull the plug on our family's move to Mexico, a dream that had been 17 years in the making. I thought I was okay, or as okay as I could be under the circumstances, but as soon as I started talking, I was weeping. That's how grief comes to me these days. It sits there silently crouched while I pretend I don't see it. And then when someone offers me a little tenderness or concern, it pounces and knocks me down. As I sat there crying, Quinn affirmed my tears. She said it was important to let myself grieve this loss, to not rush past it to the next thing. But then she said something I didn't expect. She encouraged me to entertain my wildest dream for how this loss might open up opportunities we never could have considered before. Nate and I looked at each other and laughed, because we'd been talking about that dream all week. For the past 10 years, we'd always assumed that my writing would never support us financially. We told ourselves that was okay. Very few artists are able to live off their work alone. I've always felt extremely grateful that Nate believes in me enough to give me permission to keep writing. It's been tight sometimes, but we've managed to make it work living off of his income. But after Nate lost his job last week, we started entertaining the crazy dream that maybe my writing and this podcast specifically could help our family get through this time. I know enough about this business to know how unlikely that is. The number of people listening to Shelter in Place would have to grow exponentially to make it a reality. But Quinn's words gave me the little push I needed to seriously consider the idea anyway. Since it's my birthday this coming Thursday and I have nothing to lose, I'm giving myself permission to say yes to the dream, if only for this week. I want to invite you to dream with me, to give yourself permission this week to reimagine life as you know it, to be on the lookout for opportunities that you wouldn't have considered before. Each episode this week, I'll share with you tangible ways we can reimagine our lives together, 
Maybe this will mean something big, like finding a new source of income in places we hadn't considered before. Maybe it'll mean taking small steps to become the people that we long to be. Or maybe it's just figuring out how to reframe our current situation so we can give ourselves a reason to get up in the morning, so we can get through another day without losing hope. To start us off, I want to propose a challenge. Each day this week, write down one dream you have for your life. Just for this week, don't put limits on it. Let the dream be crazy. Then find one way to express your gratitude to someone in your life. It might seem odd to pair dreaming with gratitude, but I think that foundation of gratitude is important. Dreaming can feel scary especially in this time when so many of our dreams have been stripped away. In their story, How Gratitude Changes You and Your Brain, Indiana University psychology professors Joel Wong and Joshua Brown found in their research that gratitude writing, and specifically writing that uses fewer negative emotion words, may have benefits not just for the healthy, well-adjusted people, but for those with mental health concerns. They write, When you write about how grateful you are to others and how much other people have blessed your life, it might be considerably harder for you to ruminate on your negative experiences. In this time when there's so much to feel bad about, keeping our focus on gratitude pulls us out of the negativity and gives us permission to see the world in a more positive light. It makes our dreams feel possible. When I reached out to Joel and Joshua to ask permission to quote their work, Joel sent me a short video he made recently to help others with gratitude right now. It's helped me to reframe this time in a more positive light, and I'll include it in my show notes today. In another story published earlier this month by Jennifer Chevens and David Craig, professors of psychology at the Ohio State University, they write, There is a strong correlation between gratitude and well-being. Researchers have found that individuals who report feeling and expressing gratitude more report a greater level of positive emotions such as happiness, optimism, and joy. At the same time, they have a lower level of negative emotions such as anger, distress, depression, and shame. They also report a higher level of life satisfaction. Furthermore, grateful individuals report a greater sense of purpose in life, more forgiveness, and better quality of relationships, and they even seem to sleep better. In short, grateful individuals seem to have more of the ingredients needed to thrive and flourish. But Jennifer and David don't think that self-improvement is the best reason to be grateful. Their research has shown that while gratitude is correlated with well-being, the effects of gratitude exercises on happiness and life satisfaction are small. They think that gratitude's power is tied to something bigger. They write, We argue that gratitude should not be thought of as a self-help tool to increase one's own happiness and well-being. Instead, gratitude may be most valuable as a way of honoring and acknowledging someone else. Indeed, researchers have found that expressions of gratitude lead to improved relationships for both the one expressing gratitude and the recipient. In other words, as we dream of what our lives could be, expressing our gratitude to others isn't just important because it makes us feel good. It's important because it reminds us that we owe a lot of our success in this life to the people around us. 
It makes us more connected to them. If we're going to dream big, we're going to need that support and connection every day. I hope you'll join me for this challenge to be grateful and dream. Every day this week, let's write down one dream for our life. Then let's find some way to genuinely express gratitude to someone. Maybe it's somebody we already know who's done something really nice for us that we never quite got around to adequately thanking them for. Or maybe it's the people who work in the grocery stores or gas stations or hospitals or who dispose of our trash every week. Each day as you say thank you, I would love to hear about it. Send me a message on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook, or email me through my website. Tell me how dreaming and then being grateful to someone else made you feel. I'll be gathering stories all week, and later this week, I'll share some of them with you in a special episode. If you've enjoyed today's episode of Shelter in Place, I would love it if you could rate it and review it wherever you listen, share it with a friend, and subscribe. Shelter in Place is sponsored by Brick and Mortar and Delta Wines. Even in these tough times, this family business has stepped up to be the first sponsor of Shelter in Place. When you order wine from brickandmortarwines.com or winesforchange.com, you can get 10% off your order by using the promo code SHELTER. If you order six or more bottles from Brick and Mortar, you'll also get free shipping and overnight shipping in California. The Shelter in Place music was composed by Chase Horseman at Reactor Productions, and the Shelter in Place artwork was created by Sarah Edgel. As always, you can find links to the things I mentioned in each episode in my show notes at laurajoycedavis.com. Until tomorrow, this is Shelter in Place. I'm Laura Joyce Davis.